Hey everybody, welcome to the SOS Small Business Podcast, where we're helping you to build your brand to survive while developing people to thrive. And those peoples meaning you. So um, welcome you guys for joining me. And thanks for those of you that pop onto it and listen to it. And I'd love for you to share this podcast with people that you might think um, can support it. So I, I obviously, I am in the beauty industry, obviously, Beauty, health, and wellness is kind of my genre for the type of clients that I work with. But this information is still very effective for any small businesses and any small service businesses as well. So if you have a friend that maybe has a small business that just needs um, to understand a little bit more on strategic um, operational excellence, uh, feel free to send them to it. You know, you can find this podcast on Anchor, iTunes, Spotify, and several other typical podcast um, platforms as well. So I talked about it in the beginning, building brands that survive while developing people that thrive. So as your host, Bonnie Bondeo, for this uh, podcast, SOS Small Business Success Podcast, um, you know, I'm right in there in the in the woods with you guys. So I'm a small business. Um, I'm constantly building my brand. I have successes, I have failures, I have things that I'm tweaking all the time in order to make my brand obvious, relevant, sticky, um, to be able to capture the attention, to be able to sell products, to be able to, um, you know, um, create new coaching clients out of it, to have people participate in the free um, programming that I offer, and then some of the paid program programming that I offer. And, the one thing that I have learned over all of this is that there is a level of consistency that, is, that we all have to strive for. And consistency is probably one of the most difficult things for small businesses to manage because we're pulled in so many different directions. We have so many different hats that we have to wear that we sometimes think, you know, oh, I can't, I can't do it all or I can't worry about marketing my business right now. Um, I can't worry about where my sales are at right now. I just have to keep plugging along. But, you know, in 2021, we, and listen, we all struggled in 2020. Um, I just had my, my CPA finish my books and it was devastating <laughs> to see how bad 2020 was. Um, but again, I, as an entrepreneur um, and a small business owner, I had to become very resourceful. So I found other ways to produce revenue other than what I had traditionally done. And of course, my business from being 50% live for speaking engagements and live trainings, I went 100% virtual. And, and the truth is that is a space that you have that I'm having to rebuild all over again. So if the majority of my listeners and the majority of my followers are in service-based businesses like salons and spas and, and uh, those type of businesses, then you guys understand that, you know, you're an in real life business. So going online is not necessarily an option, but there are multiple ways for you to find new revenue sources. And we're going to, we're going to talk a tiny bit about that today, but today I really want to talk from, uh, from the terms of communication skills. So we're going to go into communication skills uh, as our main topic today here. Now, the SOS part is, you know, like anything, you know, looking, save our souls is kind of the generic term for it. But I say that it's strategic opportunities equal success. 
If you can strategically lay out a plan of action, there's a good chance you'll have success. And the success has many variables in there. So if you define success um, as a very high level of achievement that you're wanting to achieve, then you have to be able to say, how close did I get to it? Did I make it? Did I get close to it? But even any level of success that you've had, you should be very proud of at this point. So, you know, I just came off of a, a particular campaign that I was working with, and I actually had zero success in this campaign. Um, and anytime you have that kind of success, you, I, I, listen, I could sit there and beat myself up and say, oh my God, that was a total failure. I guess it's really not what people want. Maybe the price wasn't right. Um, you know, I didn't necessarily put myself out there and share it in a live sense. I just did posts and one ad um, to share it, but I didn't put myself into it. And that could have been part of the problem. So instead of like saying, oh, I'm a failure. Nobody wants this. I'm going to just, you know, bail on it at this point. I'm never going to, you know, promote it again or do it again, or what a waste of time that was. I evaluated where I may have failed in my efforts. And then I can, what I can do is I can tweak it and try it a different way and see if I get different results. Okay. And I kind of knew going into it, um, what I should have done. I just didn't want to take the time to do it. I wasn't, um, I wasn't in the mindset to do it, frankly, you guys. And that's, and that's really one of the strategies that I, that I talk about a lot. Um, and you're going to hear some more mindset coming up and I've got some guests coming on that are going to take on some of these categories as well. So here's the some strategy that I try to focus on each and every time sales operation mindset um, marketing and education. Okay. So last week I took some time off and, um, and I didn't put myself under pressure of, Oh, I've got to still do the podcast while I'm gone or get two of them in the, you know, in the, in the, in the bank before I leave type of thing. I just said it was okay that I skip it. And really the truth is, is I'm, I'm combining two, uh, very solid conversations today from sales and marketing. And as you know, I really reference sales and marketing and in, a similar bucket, you know, sales is, is marketing with a plan. Okay. And, and marketing is, is sales with a plan. So it's, it's kind of, they both go hand in hand here, but I combined them together today because I wanted to be able to talk a little bit more about that sales conversation or the way that we are communicating and is it effective or is it not? Okay. Is it effective or is it not? So uh, our, our actual outline uh, today is mapping out the treasure, okay? Now, honestly, if I didn't have to work and I won a bunch of money or came into a bunch of money, I would literally want to go treasure hunting. So whether that's on land or in sea, I want to go find gems buried in mountains, you know, excavate mountains to be able to find gems. Um, I, I like watching those shows on TV where they're like, you know, in a, in a emerald mine or they're, they're, you know, finding amethyst and things like that. And then of course I love the shows that they're more by the sea and they're mapping out treasure. They're trying to find ships that sunk that they believe have treasure on them. Like that to me would be like the ultimate of, um, of saying, I'm going to live out the rest of my days just looking for treasure. And even if none of it shows up, 
um, how exciting that would be. You know, and we look at it from this standpoint that mapping out the treasure is like, oh, well, there's really no treasure. It's, you know, it's all a, it's all a farce here. And, you know, this treasure map that we talk about from a, from a, you know, from a very non uh, or fictional standpoint is that it somehow is leading you to or mark this location of a, of a lost mine or a valuable secret or a hidden locale. Um, and more common it is fiction than it is reality. But your business is a reality and you need to start mapping out your profits, okay? There is treasure to be had and you need to start mapping it out. You need to start bringing it to life and making that connection with your treasure map here. So sometimes when people say you need to do a strategic plan or you have to have a business plan in order to do this and that, oh, listen, we don't have time for that. We have to be in action. But sometimes we do need to map some things out. So make it fun. Create like a treasure map type of thing. Now, we know, first of all, that there's one very distinctive way to map out profits, and that is a strategic alignment to doing something to get a certain amount of results. And here's, here's like an example of that. In order to find the profits, you would need to increase your sales. So if you want to make more money or you want to have more bottom line profits, you need to increase your sales, period, done. And I, and I really do believe that a lot of times in the beauty and wellness industry that we're all like, I'm not in the sales business. I'm, I don't want to sell. You know, selling is not what I do. It's artistic what I do or creative what I do. No, 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 no. Truth is you are selling. You are either selling or you're not selling. Okay. And you guys are way better at selling than you're giving yourself credit for, okay? Every conversation you're having with a client is selling them on how to maintain their hair at home, how to have better, uh, you know, how to have, keep their hair blonder, how to keep color in longer, how to, how to book more frequently to be able to prevent, you know, gray coverage or brassy tones type of, you're selling. What you're doing is you're selling a solution for them in regards to that. So you're doing it anyway. Don't look at these other things like upselling new services or upselling toners or deep conditioning treatments or home care products. Don't look at that in a way that it's negative to the client. Because if you always provide it in a solution-driven approach, then all you're doing is, is helping them overcome problems that they may be dealing with, okay? So increase your sales, very strategic way to do that. The other way is decrease your expenses, okay? Maybe not so easy to do that right now, but I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to challenge all of you to look at where you're spending money that you don't need to be spending as much of it or you don't need to be spending any of it in these particular arenas, okay? So plan out um, you know, take, make a list of everything you have going on as far as expenses. And this is a good time to do it. Okay. Because, because, you know, 2021, I think is still going to be a volatile year for us as small businesses. Um, so, you know, it's going to be a while before we're going to kick back up. You know, some of my clients told me that their end of 2020 was more like 2016, 2017 sales. So we kind of reverted back three or four years of where our businesses were at, and which means that we do have the ability to build it again, but we're going to have to build it in a way that is really looking at how do we get the sales back, okay? 
and how can we de decrease our expenses right now? Now, I know that there's a lot of clients that may not be coming back. I know there's a lot of clients that might be picking up that drugstore color to make it easier on them or because they feel it's a safer bet right now with the pandemic. Okay. So you may have lost clients forever. You may have lost clients to drugstore color, Madison Reed, companies like that. And they may or may not come back whether the pandemic goes away. They might have found their little solution and it's cheaper and it's easier and it's, and it's safer. Okay. So if we know that some of these clients are coming are not coming back, and if we understand that finding new clients is a whole different arena and a, and, a, and, a, and a campaign approach to that, then we need to look at our expenses and figure out ways to be able to decrease our expenses. So I would suggest that y'all pull out your profit and loss statement, your P&L, do the detail one and see where all your money is going. Okay. And see if there's ways or opportunities that you can maybe decrease these expenses in there. And it, and it could be, it could be a lot of miscellaneous things. It could be staffing. Okay. You might have, you know, a whole bunch of people or people on your front desk. Um, or maybe you have um, other people within your business that you're paying. It could be, uh, you know, cost of goods. Maybe you're paying for products to come every week and the shipping charges are, you know, getting out of hand. Maybe if you ordered two weeks out and save money on the shipping charges, would that help? Now, that's obviously a cash flow concern that you might have to be able to look at. But if it's stuff that you know that you're going to be using the next week, it might save you a little bit of money. There's 101 ways to do this. Call up your, your uh, phone company. Call up your internet company. Ask for discounts. You know, ask for better plans at better prices. Um, you know, look at what you're paying for credit card fees. And, you know, talk to those, talk to those companies and see if there's ways that, you know, ha having been in business for a certain amount of time, is there ways that you can get discounted prices or now's the time to maybe shop around and be able to see where you can decrease your expenses. So um, I, I, I challenge all you guys to do that and look at it. So increase sales, decrease expenses. That's a whole category in itself. We'll talk more about that as we progress on with this Um podcast over time and each and every week there's always ideas in regards to this but here's the thing you got to do more services now we're in a business if we're looking at it from this service-based business you got to do more services so there's only eight hours in a day say that that you have on your books type of thing how do you get more services within that eight hours of a day and you know it's upselling uh, clients on services that maybe they didn't plan for, but you have the time to offer them in that moment. It's upselling them on take-home products um, to increase your retail sales. There's always that opportunity to find more customers, but again, we'll talk about that as a whole campaign. And then of course, finding ways to cut costs or in the end, you might really be in this position that you have to raise your prices. Okay, You might have to have the raise my price conversation here. Okay. And all of those things are easy, right? <laughs> Not necessarily. They do require you to strategically look at one part of your business at a time. Now, I would never recommend that you take all of those on at once. As a coach, when I'm working with my clients, I always say one thing, we're just going to focus on one thing for the next few sessions until we see that we have achieved some level of success or and or results. Okay, I don't put all of those things on my clients at any one given time because it can be overwhelming. So 
we'll look at the number of services that they're doing in the, in the time that they have. We'll look at those ratios or we'll look at their retail dollars to service dollars and we'll figure out ways to be able to say, you know, let's just spend the next couple of weeks. You're going to campaign with your team to be able to sell more client or sell more retail. Or maybe it's um, a new client campaign um, or we look at ways to be able to cut costs and or in, you know, if it's, if it's looking at ways to be able to raise prices, do they need to be raised across the board? Can some of them just be raised? How do we balance this out in there? All of these are very big conversations and require a strategic process to complete and be successful with, all right? So the second way should be easier, but it's not really easier um, by default. It's called communication. And one of the ways that I see that we're not strategically managing a better bottom line and increased profits is because we're not effectively communicating well. So if we look at a way to be able to map out better communications, then we might be able to increase profits just on what we're already doing without having it to seem like it's got to be all strategic or mapped out. But we do have to be consistent with this. So ideas would be like, um, you know, a new client campaign. Ideas would be like starting an, uh, uh, an email, a, a, a targeted email marketing for all clients that maybe come in for great coverage. Um, and when I say communications, what I'm saying is that sometimes it's building content to be able to market. Sometimes it's absolutely just communicating while they're in the chair or in a case where there's a lot of independence in our industry, communicating via text, which I'm never a big fan of. <coughs> Sorry, had to do a little cough there. So I stuck my microphone, shut my microphone off. If we look at this form of communications and we say, how can I better communicate with my clients? How can I better build a relationship with them to where they continue to trust me, they continue to want to come in on a regular and ongoing basis, and they continually or maybe will start referring me to their friends and family as a great asset for, their, for, the, for a salon or as a hairdresser type of thing. Because this communication category that we're in, it is much harder than a strategic process because we have learned how to communicate at a very young age under very different circumstances. In other words, there was no class in school that was say this, not that, okay? There was no class in school that says, I mean, it was like spell it this way, not that way. So we learned some of the grammatical things. We learned some of the, the ways and structure of being able to build sentences. But the truth is, is we didn't learn the emotional intelligence part of communication. And we have this whole past experience on how we communicated and how we learned to communicate, how we communicate today, because that hasn't changed that much. And we never learned an emotionally intelligent way to be able to communicate with clients. So I'm going to teach you a method today that I will guarantee success in all your conversations, that whether they're live in real life, okay, in person or, or actually on the phone, all right, or whether they're digital, URL, email, text, voicemail, 
social media type of thing, okay? Now, obviously, it, it's going to vary if it's not a live conversation. So I'm going to take it in kind of, um, I'm going to take it from a, a standpoint of 101 posts that I see that fall into the same category every single time, and I, and I can pinpoint where the problem lies every single time with the client communication and why the client begins to start arguing with you or why the client isn't, isn't in favor of what you're suggesting and why the client will eventually leave you because they don't feel valued or appreciated, okay? So let's talk about what this method is. It's called the 3C method for communication success, all right? Now, I've been using it for years as a coach. Um, I, you know, I train my, my clients on this when they are in conflict situations or having to have, you know, conversations with clients to be able to um, provide solutions or upsell to them, okay? So here's the three C's. One, connection. The first thing you have to do in a communication, and I'm going to show you an example in the, in, in the end for this, okay? The first thing you have to do in a communication is you have to source the connective essence of it and start from there. So if somebody has a conversation with you or somebody is communicating something to you, you wanna tag on to what the essence is of the conversation, all right? The second C is compassion. You wanna express compassion and or empathy towards the situation or circumstance, okay? You always wanna shoot for compassion over policy, uh, empathy over rules in a communication, all right? You can always, you can get there. You can get to policy. You can get to those other things, but you always want to express compassion first. And the third C is curiosity. Ask a question to get more info or gauge acceptance of next steps, okay? Gauge acceptance of next steps. So in other words, what you're doing is you're kind of inadvertently asking if it's okay, but only as a strategy to have them be aware. Okay. It's not like you're really being like, okay, well, if you don't want to do it, I understand. It is a communication strategy of creating awareness. All right. And if you do it effectively, it can, it can work really well in your favor, all right? So connection, compassion, curiosity. Those are the three Cs. If you remember those three Cs before starting any conversation um, with a client and, you know, creating any conversations on text, um, you can even use this same technique to be able to share posts, um, market your business, market a service, market a product, the same thing. You're, 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 you're pretty much in essence kind of creating a engaging or sticky approach to a conversation with this. All right, so let's, let's, put, let's put it to an example here, all right? So here's an example text that I see people take a picture of their phones and post it up on these salon forums all the time, you know, looking for, I don't know what they're looking for. Are they looking for support that they've done the right thing or are they just like shocked by the way the client reacts? And if the client reacts negatively to the post, to what you've stated to them, 
then I'm going to put the onus on you. Okay. It, it means that you did not do the three C formula at all. If the client starts reacting negatively to what you've just stated in a text back to them, the onus is on you and your communication style. Okay. So I'm, you guys, I'm not, I'm not going to be in favor of you poking at a client. A client has a tremendous amount of value. If you add up what that client brings to you in a year and it pays your car payment, that client brings a tremendous amount of value to you. We cannot be discounting what this is because right now finding clients is not easy. And it's going to continue to be a bit of a struggle probably for the remaining part of this year. All right. And anytime we're in a situation like this with a pandemic, it does give people the opportunity to switch locations, switch stylists, switch way, where they've been doing business with and who they've been doing business with. It also gives people an opportunity to say, hey, rent is low right now. I'm going to open up a salon. I've always wanted to. So it also increases the level of competition in uh, the marketplace as well. Okay, so here's an example. Client texts you this 24 hours, less than 24 hours out from their appointment. So just shy of that 24 hour cancellation policy that you have in place. All right, and here's what she says. Hey, my son just won his division championship and now they're going to state. So I will need to reschedule my appointment. I can do next Tuesday. All right, that's the text. All right. I'll read it again. Hey, my son just won his division championship and now they're going to state. So I will need to reschedule my appointment. I can do next Tuesday. Now, typically this is what I see most hairdressers reply to the text. I will have to charge you a cancellation fee since it's less than 24 hours out and I'm booked on Tuesday. So I want you to be, I want to, I want you to be honest. I want you to really be honest right now in this moment as you're listening to this. How bad does that sound to you? How bad does that sound to you? And what's missing? What is absolutely positively missing in all of this? Okay. All right. So let's go through some, what's happening in this right here. Here's some of your excuses. I don't have time to say much more, all right? It's my policy and I have to adhere to it. I have too many clients canceling on me right now. So I have to enforce this. I'm losing money right now because everybody's canceling on me. Uh, I'll just fire her anyway, doesn't matter, all right? So those are things that you might be saying. But I want you to go a little bit deeper with this. I want you to look at it from a different perspective, all right? I don't have time to say much more. Yes, you do, okay? Let, you do. Because it's not much more than that that you would have to say in order to put the 3C formula into place. And of course, I'm gonna share an example of that with you so that you understand it. It's my policy and I have to adhere to it. Yes, 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 yes. Policies are in place for specific reasons, but, can you look at this client as, as one client out of all your clients and see, is she a repeat offender? Does she do this often? Is this the first time maybe that she's done this? 
is there a way to make an exception on your policy if this is somebody that hasn't been a problem in the past? Okay. I have too many clients canceling on me. All right. Well, there's, there's a lot of truth to that right now, unfortunately, you guys. Um, people are very flaky. People are unsure what day it is. People, you know, with schools closing, opening, and closing, opening, you know, look at the weather that's going on just this week. There's a lot happening right now that is having people be a little bit more unstable in their commitments. And so we, again, this is where compassion comes in with the three C formulas. We just need an overriding level of compassion right now because there is a lot of canceling. However, start paying attention to the repeat offenders. Start paying attention to the repeat offenders, not the ones that have done it for the first time. And then you put them all in this big ass bucket that says, everybody's canceling on me right now. Okay. Um, I'm losing money right now. Yeah. Yeah. In fact, you are losing money, but I'm trying to prevent you from losing long-term money with this approach. Okay. You might, you might not be getting that client's money in tomorrow um, based on her canceling on you, but you could have that money next week. If you handle this right, if you find a little bit of compassion in regards to getting her rescheduled, okay? And, you know, and, and again, th there's no reason to be firing a client unless they are rude and abusive or, you know, their payments are not going through for some reason, you know, they're things like this, all right? Or you're just, they're, they're just a client that you cannot satisfy anymore. Then there's always exceptions to those rules. But usually a great conversation and the 3C formula conversation can help get past some of the struggles that you're having with these clients that you feel like you are not managing well. All right, here's what she feels. This is what she's thinking in her head, okay? So I'm gonna make a statement here. And the statement is we judge others by their actions, but we judge ourselves by our intentions. Okay, we judge other people by their actions, we judge ourselves by our intentions. And that level of compassion that needs to come in, in part of the 3C formula, is to look at people based on their intentions. And is there kind of a little bit of a gray area if you look at it from an intention standpoint versus an action? The action is she's canceling, okay? So then we get upset. Her intention was not to cancel because she wasn't expecting something to come up, all right? She did not expect this to interfere with her hair appointment, okay? It was not her intention to cancel, she usually doesn't cancel on you, maybe, okay? She feels unappreciated and undervalued as a client. And she will find somebody else that will appreciate her and value her sooner than later at this point. Because people are, we're all kind of fed up. We're, we're just living in this mindset right now that we're just fed up and I'm not going to tolerate as much as I've tolerated in the past. So she'll leave you sooner than later. Okay. All right. So let's go back through it with using the three C formula here. So again, here's the text. Hey, my son just won his division championship and now they're going to state. So I will need to reschedule my appointment. I can do next Tuesday. All right. So the connection piece is on the very top line. So what she's doing is she's telling you that 
Her son won this championship and now they're going to state, which is interfering with her appointment. Okay, so now she's needing to reschedule. So the connection piece that you need to do would say something like this. Wow, congrats to him. Okay, I want you to just stop for a minute and I want you to feel how different that is. Wow, congrats to him. Okay, it's four words, four little words that you would add to your text in order to create a connection with that client that says, I care about you. All right. Compassion. Compassion has a couple variables in there. Compassion could be really compassionate towards her or compassionate towards you. All right. And a combination of both. So here's the compassion piece that you'd say. Since it's less than 24 hours, I usually charge a cancellation fee and I am booked on Tuesday. So I've stated my policy and I've also stated that Tuesday doesn't work for me. Okay, so now she's very aware. Um, there's a cancellation fee when you book less than 24 hours out. I've educated my client and I've also informed my client that Tuesday doesn't work. Here's where curiosity comes in. All right, here's where curiosity comes in. However, if you can come Wednesday at 10, I will waive that fee for you. Okay. So now I'm asking her and what she's reading is, okay, I can't do Tuesday, but because I canceled on her and I don't want to get a cancellation fee, I am going to make this work Wednesday at 10. Okay. So you've kind of like directed her of how you want her to do business with you. You've made her aware that you have a policy in place. You've given her an option to rebook and not fall into your policy cancellation fee. And you are still getting the money and she is still happy because she's on the books for next week and you acknowledged her for her son's great success in winning the championship. It's a win-win all the way around, okay? Now, that was one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, 10, 11, 12, 13, 14, 15, 16, 17, 20, 21, 22, 23, 24, 25. That was like 27, 28 words, okay? So here's what it sounds like. Wow, congrats to him. Since it's less than 24 hours, I usually charge a cancellation fee and I am booked on Tuesday. However, if you can come Wednesday at 10, I will waive it for you. All right, so now you have to think, how is she responding to this? How is she going to respond to this? Because what you just did was you made her feel important by acknowledging her. You stated your policy, so you educated her, and you gave her an out on your policy cancellation fee if she commits to booking this appointment at that specific time. And it's going to go one way or the other. She's going to be like, oh, I can't do Wednesday at 10. Please tell me the next time I could come in. I'm so sorry. You know, I know this is last minute notice. Um, and she's going, to, she's going to look for forgiveness. And the truth is, if you can get her on the books in the next week, you should give her forgiveness. Okay? Because this is a circumstance that just so happened it came up, but it's very good news for her. It's probably the most exciting thing she has going on in her life right now is that her son won this championship, okay? There's not a lot happening right now with any of us. So this is exciting for her. Give her that moment of having this as excitement without penalizing her 
in the conversation. And when she comes in next week, you get to talk with her about it. You get to continue to build that relationship. Okay. And what the client is very aware of right now is that she's going to have to figure out how to commit to this. She's not going to bail out of it because you've, you've given her kind of a favor and you've welcomed her. You've acknowledged her. So she's going to say something like this. Yes. Wednesday at 10 is good. And thank you. I appreciate it. What she's saying is thank you for understanding and thank you for valuing me as a client. This builds trust. It builds a stronger relationship with her. It builds loyalty for her to come back more often, buy more products from you, up level to different services. And it also builds her to be one of the number one type of clients that will refer you. Okay, she'll refer you. Because I want you to think about when you force your policy on somebody, are they going to refer it to a friend? Because what if a friend had a similar circumstance and then the friend goes, oh, I tried getting in with your hairdresser, but I had to cancel on her and she charged me $100 for a cancellation fee. So I'm not going back to her. Now that client is going, oh God, I never should have referred her to that. Okay, so this is a way to be able to make it be a win-win. You're still getting the money because she's coming in just in a week. Maybe you're not getting it this week and it might put you in a financial situation, but you have the money coming in next week to be able to do that. All right. Now, what she says next is critical. Okay. So you have to, you have to, you have to be aware what she says next is critical. But when I see these long posts on salon forums where you're battling back and forth with a client, I'm telling you as a client, I wouldn't tolerate it. I would leave immediately. I would not tolerate it. As a hairdresser, I'd put better systems in place so that I don't have to have those kind of back and forth type of communications with my clients. So you have to remember this 3C formula, you guys, because I, I promise you it's going to save you from endless texts that don't, that, that get nowhere and leave both of you feeling bad. Okay. Connection, compassion, curiosity. All right. And if you want to find out more about it, you guys can always book a, um, a free coaching session with me. You know, maybe it, maybe it's time. Maybe you're looking at your business and you're saying, you know what, it's time that I probably hired a coach and looked for some opportunities to be able to have someone help me. I'm even at that point right now. Like I just came off of a coaching program um, in October and loved working with my coach in that. But you know, all things come to an end. I learn what I need to learn and then I look for other things that I need to learn. And right now I'm at this place where I'm like, you know what, I need a coach that can teach me this, that can help me stay on track for this. Maybe it's time for you to be able to look at a coach that is industry savvy, that understands the business side of the business, but is not too disconnected from the business. So, you know, and, um, and to be able to say, I just need this extra support right now because I have to rebuild my business. And frankly, I'm not quite sure all the things that I should be spending my time on doing. And I don't want to waste money on doing things that may not get me the results that I'm looking for. Okay. Find the experts that can help you get to the next level. That's the strategic opportunity for success. And find an expert that specializes in areas of sales, operation, mindset, marketing, and education. And if you want to book that appointment with me, I would greatly, uh, I'd be thrilled to be able to support you and help you out. And you can go, um, you can go directly to SOS Salon Coaching, SOSSaloncoaching.com. And on there is an opportunity for you to set up a free session with me to be able to say, 
are we the, are we a good fit? Are, is what you need in order to regrow your business something that I can offer? All right. And um, it's, there's no obligation. I'm not going to do a full-on sales pitch with you at that time. I am going to listen to you. I'm going to help you in that time that we spend together. But I'm also going to give you the options of what would be next and how you can apply that to be able to get to where you say you want to go. All right. So if you're interested in that, go to SOSSalonCoaching.com. Click, click on the button that says free session. All right, guys, thanks for joining me today. As always, remember that we're about building brands that survive while developing you to thrive. Okay, I'll talk to you next week.